Good evening, everybody. This is your host, Mia, and we're back with another episode of Mindful and Chit Chat. Uh, today, we are going to be discussing the book, The Misleading Mind, how we create our own problems, and how Buddhist psychology can help us solve them by Kar- Karana Kayton. And I apologize if I butchered that name that is not by any means what I wanted to do bear with me here all right so I wanted to make sure you guys can hear me because the sound on the last one was a little low so I want to make sure everything is heard and everything like that so Yes, uh, The Misleading Mind. But before we get into that, I just wanted to tell a quick story because my aunt made me laugh today and I thought, you know, why not share share the laughs, right? So my aunt, my kids have uh, an iPhone and an iPad that they play games on. Um, <laughs> uh, and so they break the chargers like crazy. I think I've bought about eight chargers. My aunt has already bought like five chargers. I don't understand it. I'm done buying chargers. If it was left up to me, they would not have the charger because I would not buy one. But she buys them these chargers that they destroy and demolish and then calls me and asks me what kind of charger it is that they that she needs to buy my aunt is not old by any means so it's not old age uh she throws this senior word around but it's not she's not that only for discount purposes but anyways so she calls me and she's asking me all these questions about this charger that I don't care about because it's gonna break anyway so (laughs) I tell her I'm like listen you've bought like five of these you don't know which charger that you're buying like what what are we doing here come on she tells me why are you bothering me why am i bothering you lady you called me to ask about a charger you called me i didn't call you you called me and now you have the nerve to say to me that i'm bothering you And that's just our way of our joking with each other. But I just thought it was hilarious because it's like, girl, like the only person that's bothering someone is you calling me about chargers that you've bought multiple supply of. And now you are asking me, which one do you buy? No. <laughs> so I thought you guys would enjoy that little story and have a nice little laugh with that. However, let's get back into the book. Today is a book talk. And the book that I'm talking about is The the Misleading Mind, uh, how we create our own problems and how Buddhist psychology can help us solve them by Kurana Kayin. And I apologize if I'm butchering that name. Um, I took some notes and I'm going to share with you guys this um, 
what I've gotten so far out of what I've read and I'm still reading I've read it and now I'm rereading it like went going over the things that I highlighted things I wanted to remember I'm not going to go through all of that with you just some of what I feel is mindful that you could take away from this book Uh, you do not necessarily have to be a Buddhist to look into other alternatives to help your mental growth Uh, you find things that work for you right and that's the whole goal of having great mental health care is by finding what works for you and mastering that and sticking to that and hopefully reaching the happiness that you want, the goal of happiness you would like to to reach and, you know, be a kinder person to other people out here uh, because clearly we're lacking in that department. So uh, one of the things that the book talks about is Buddhism, in Buddhism, they consider suffering is considered both universal and uh, subjective state, a subjective state. So everyone suffers. um, And the cause of that suffering is usually always internal. Uh, I just want to say here that I totally agree with the fact that we create our own suffering. Um, Why do I agree with that is because some of us who struggle with mental illness, and I can't speak for everyone, uh, disclaimer, of course, this is by no means medical advice. If you are feeling a danger to yourself or anyone else, please seek help immediately uh there 911 is definitely the the option that i would choose or 999 depending on what part of the country world i should say you're in because it's united states is 911 so um this is by no means ever a medical advice um giving diagnosis uh anything like that i'm simply just sharing with you what i'm doing to keep my mind mindful and happy and trying to climb myself out of a depression hole that I have been in for a very long time. I'd probably say eight years. Um, And that is internal for sure, because eight years ago, uh, the most traumatic thing that happened to me was losing my mother. For those years, I couldn't get out of bed I worked, I was a functioning depression, um, anxiety, PTSD, uh, what other ones do I have? I think I have, P- I know I have depression, anxiety, and PTSD. So having all of that um, already previous to a traumatic event and then a traumatic event happening I 
shut down, but I couldn't shut down fully because I had a child to take care of, a husband at the time, and it was not, and oh, I was pregnant, which I ended up miscarrying through that whole ordeal. Um, So I was depressed. Um, My life then after the passing of my mother then went in full speed i moved across country i got pregnant i had a baby i found a new job um i moved into a new place i had to meet new people because you know now i live in another state that i was i wasn't living in once before and so my mind never really had that time to grieve my grieving period was just laying in the bed and when, and when I get depressed, that is my comfort zone. So that's where I go. Uh, so I agree, I agree with this statement that suffering uh, usually is always internal because these are internal things that I, I'm dealing with, um, that I was dealing with before. So, of course, they created suffering, right? So, in the book, it states that therapy focuses on solving immediate and specific individual problems. And I, I just want to make sure that my notes are here, but I also have the book here, so I'm sure I'm giving all of the information. Becoming complex and highly personalized. Buddhism, however, seeks to address the nature of the problem themselves, and thus its techniques serve everyone. So even though they're saying Buddhism, they're still saying that this can serve everyone. So by no means am I preaching to you to be a Buddhist. That's the way you're going to cure your mental health. That is no, I, I don't preach religion to anyone um, or your spiritual path. I do not ever preach that to anyone. So that's by no means what I'm saying. This is simply a guide for you or literally for me, but if you choose to, um, to help you on your path to mindfulness. So, and maybe you might just get little things out of it that are like, hey, I can agree with that. So it says the more we explore, understand, and even come to appreciate our own self-destructive mental attitudes, the more control we gain over our minds. As we train ourselves to look inward, we will understand how we will understand how we continue continually for our own well-being by engaging the feelings and thoughts that cause us pain and by teaching our minds how to engage and resolve destructive feeling and thoughts head on whenever they they occur, we can increasingly and perhaps even permanently alleviate suffering from our lives and realize our true potential. I believe that 100% because we definitely definitely need to explore ourselves more. And to me, that's what mindfulness is, is exploring 
yourself, finding out what your triggers are, setting boundaries, talking about if you're having a mental breakdown or you feel yourself spiraling what can you do to get yourself out of that you have the only way to know that though is by exploring yourself and understanding yourself and understanding and you know accepting I guess I should say they say appreciate but accepting your own self-destructive mental attitude because at the end of the day you can you can only blame yourself you there's nobody's it's nobody else's fault for anything that goes bad in your life except your own if you cannot take accountability that is the first probably step in mindfulness is not going is not there for you yet because you're not willing to accept your flaws you're not willing to accept that you know hey i messed up this is what this is the result of it now how can i fix it so that's just that on that part about suffering and also it highlight i had um it highlight that buddhism uncovers universal truths about the nature of the mind when we experience emotional pain or suffering both modern therapy and buddhism urges us to engage our difficulties rather than run from them deflect them or cover them up only by dealing with them with our problems can we solve them so only by facing them head on is the only way that you're going to be able to resolve your problems you cannot run from your problems you can move across now this is personal advice here because i personally done this you can move across the country and you can change your whole surroundings but if you are mentally still in a space that is toxic for yourself and the people around you you've changed nothing except where you are it will follow you until you deal with it right and that's what we've been talking about all week um those are the topics that mindfulness touch on i have a plan to start posting um some worksheets to the site uh, chatterboxspace.com so you can start maybe journaling or using these worksheets to manage your stress level start focusing on you exploring your triggers exploring and understanding what you do to self sabotage yourself these are all things that i am gathering together for you guys very soon here um and uh i just really enjoy this book because it's not just about you know buddhism it's about how both work and training your mind and we need that 
this is something that society now we have gotten to a point where we need to train our minds because it as the masses some of us are very easily influenced and that's starting to rub off on our newer generation our children and do we really want a world where you can't say anything to someone um without being politically correct or else you know people are going to drag you on twitter because you said something that did that they didn't agree with and you're not allowed to have an opinion i mean <laughs> Are you laughing at me? This guy is going to be banned from the room going forward. You're going to be roadkill. He's watching roadkill. You're going to be roadkill. <laughs> so that on that note, love you, babe. Love you, auntie. Because I definitely did talk about you. On that note. I am going to let you guys go. Check out The Misleading Mind by Kurana Caton. Uh, that's K-A-R-U-N-A Caton, C-A-Y-T-O-N. It is an amazing book. Let me know on any of the social sites. Rather, it be Twitter, Break Mindful, Instagram mindful coach, uh, mindful break coaching, um, or my website chatterboxspace.com. Um, I have more planned out for you guys. Uh, we will be talking about managing stress management, uh, short-term stress stress management. Next episode, I'm going to continue this week out on a mindful track, and then we will get into the chit-chat and everything else the following week. Thank you for all of you who have listened to the podcast. I truly appreciate it. This is something that I am, for me, is mentally therapeutic. Who knew that talking to yourself for 18 minutes about a book you read and sharing it with everybody else was so therapeutic, but it is try it. If you ever thought about doing a podcast, go for it. If you ever thought about doing a YouTube, go for it. The time is now. We live in a digital age. Don't get attached. That's all you have to know in this whole thing is to not get attached and that yes, there will be trolls and you laugh it off and keep it moving. If you're mentally strong, you have nothing to worry about. I'll see everybody on the next episode of Mindful and Chit Chat. And make sure you have a wonderful weekend and stay safe if you are out in the streets on Friday. (laughs) Good night, everybody.